Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 386. Grinding my teeth, pacing my over-large rooms, and trying not to think about how many days I had left before the span note on my loot expired. Small wonder that a knock on that fourth day sent me scrambling for the door. I hoped it was a summons from the mayor, but at this point, any distraction would be welcome. I opened the door to reveal an older man, a gentleman down to his bones. His clothes gave him away, certainly, but more important was the fact that he wore his wealth with the comfortable indifference of someone born into it. New-made nobles, pretenders, and rich merchants simply don't carry themselves the same way. Alvarin's manservant, for example, had finer clothes than half the gentry, but despite the self-assurance Stapes possessed, he looked like a baker wearing his holiday best. Thanks to Alvarin's tailors, I was dressed as well as anyone. The colors were good on me, leaf green, black, and burgundy, with silver workings on the cuff and collar. However, unlike Stapes, I wore the clothes with the casual ease of nobility. True, the brocade itched. True, the buttons, buckles, and endless layers made every outfit stiff and awkward as a suit of mercenaries' leathers. But I lounged in it as easily as if it were a second skin. It was a costume, you see, and I played my part as only a trooper can. As I was saying, I opened the door to see an older gentleman standing in the hall. So, you're Quoth, are you? he asked. I nodded, caught slightly off my stride. The custom in Northern Vintus was to send a servant ahead to request a meeting. The runner brought a note and a ring with the noble's name inscribed. You sent a gold ring to request a meeting with a noble of higher rank than yourself, silver for someone of roughly the same rank, and iron for someone beneath you. I didn't have any rank, of course. No title, no lands, no family, and no blood. I was as lowborn as they come, but no one here knew that. Everyone assumed the mysterious red-haired man spending time with Alvaron was some flavor of nobility, and my origin and standing was a much-debated topic. The important thing was that I had not been officially introduced to the court. As such, I had no official ranking. That meant all the rings sent to me were iron. And one does not typically refuse a request sent with an iron ring, lest one offend one's betters. So it was rather surprising to find this older gentleman standing outside the door, obviously noble but unannounced and uninvited. You may call me Braden, he said, looking me in the eye. Do you know how to play tack? That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. So this is our first introduction to like level one of the ring game, like the, the basics of the, of the ring game that the aristocrats play. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that we learn from Braden that it's actually more complicated than Cloth is explaining it to us here. Well, those are the rules, but there's a meta game. Yeah. And there's like, there's even more layers of meaning. Like there's different kinds of rings that can be sent, right? There's like rings, rings of like wood and bone. It kind of reminds me of, Again, like 19th century uh, Victorian people ascribed all these different like social meanings to flowers. So you could send someone like a flower arrangement, a bouquet, but each flower in it like meant something like some flowers meant like wistfulness. Some flowers meant like disdain or envy or whatever. It was like super complicated. There's a whole like art to understanding what someone means when they send you a bouquet that has the this, that and the other flower in it. I really want to know which flower is the disdain flower. Yeah, imagine someone sending you a bouquet that is like 
like a diss track or like, you know, like a, like a mean, nasty email. Like that was a thing. You could send someone like a bouquet of hate. Yeah. I really don't like you. Here's a bouquet of flowers to show how much I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Like I kind of love it because it, it's such like a, like a catty, it reflects a kind of like cruelty and meanness that only exists. I think in society is where it is like considered uncouth to be directly rude to somebody. And so there's all these layers of like, looking polite but being mean that that come to exist like i think it's in like formal japanese there's a similar thing where there's like layers of politeness that, to like everyday conversation like depending on who and you're talking to and there's the layer to. that's so polite it's insulting exactly there's a layer where you're being so polite that you're actually being rude but in a way that no one could actually call you rude yeah uh, according to this website i quickly googled uh, orange lilies uh symbolize contempt hatred pride disdain damn so if you make it okay with orange lilies you're being a real cad mm-hmm. duly noted and i think that's where rothfuss drew this and also the the tradition of leaving calling cards mm-hmm. i'm sure that's what this reminds me of yes yeah absolutely. Uh, but I, I mean we'll get into this because we will l- analyze brayden but brayden is a a gamesman uh, he's definitely playing a deeper game because unlike the other members of the court, like he wants the same thing as they do. He wants to figure out who this guy is, but he's not playing by the rules. He's playing a different, more beautiful game because he's coming in explicitly not playing the game. He's not sending the rings. He's just showing up. And he also doesn't ever actually introduce himself, which is why he goes by Brayden and why it's so interesting to wonder about who he really is. Well, and something that just occurred to me, uh, and you can, y'all can decide how much you like this idea or not, but there's a whole paragraph on this page where Quoth explains, I dressed and acted like I was to the manner born, you know, an old blooded aristocrat because I learned that, you know, at my father's knee. But then he doesn't question why Brayden, who is acting uncharacteristically, it never occurs to Quoth that, oh, Brayden might also be like playing a part here. He might not actually be a to the manor born aristocrat. He might just look like he is. Mm-hmm. He might just be wearing the costume. That's mm-hmm. very true, Jeremy. Brayden certainly takes a different, uh, I guess, uh, not stance. Tack? Yes, actually. He takes a different tack when, when approaching Quoth, because like from what we've gathered so far, most of them ask about like his parentage how he got there where he came from like those sorts of questions but the question Braden asks him is like has nothing really to do with who Quoth is as a person it's just whether or not they can entertain one another over this game exactly well he knows that Quoth won't give him a straight answer so if he wants to learn something from Quoth he has to glean it through other means mm-hmm. and maybe that means becoming an ally maybe that means gifting him his own set of rings because clearly he's not from here and he doesn't know the ring game so he doesn't have rings with his name on them that he can send other people and also so he must that. know that Quoth is bored stiff stuck in his rooms talking to these stuffy aristocrats waiting at the mayor's beck and call so what does he do he shows up and says hey do you want to play a game with me so it seems like he's kind of done his homework on what kind of per- person Quoth is and how could he know that based on, like, 
he must know more than the other aristocrats know because all the other aristocrats know is like nothing. Essentially, there's a new guy at court, which does kind of suggest that maybe Brayden already knows who Quoth is. Well, if he's Ambrose's father, which is my leading uh, theory, then I'm sure he does know who Quoth is. You think Ambrose is like fetching at the dinner table? There's this little raw ragamuffin who is constantly getting my goat. And I wish I could have him horsewhipped. I think Ambrose's father hates him and keeps him as far away as possible. But I also don't doubt that he keeps tabs on what's going on with Ambrose. Certainly Ambrose like made himself scarce and probably did go home for some time when Quoth also disappeared. Uh, but, you know, that's that's all uh, just theory. I don't have a ton of, of proof. I just like the delicious irony of the idea of him being Ambrose's father. I like the idea also, but I don't believe it at all. I like the idea of the apple falling very far from the tree where this this gentle, genteel player of the Game of Thrones has spawned this like total waste case who who has no subtlety and is just a complete spoiled brat. Hmm, where have we seen that before? It would be kind of interesting if if that's true and if Brayden was kind of the Tywin Lannister to to Ambrose's Cersei. Because Cersei, like, has her father's instincts, but none of his subtlety or, like, cunning. Right? Like, she's she's a bit more of a blunt instrument. Yes. She learned the wrong lessons from the way Tywin behaved. But this is not Page of Thrones. This is Page of the Wind. Uh, I think this page gives us a new, uh, a new fresh eyes onto the phrase, Quoth the Bloodless. Mm. Because Quoth has no lands, no title, no blood. and no blood. Mm. I hadn't thought of that at all before. That's like, I feel like my, like a uh, little, like the, um, that blows my mind. The, yeah. yeah you know, the, the little exploding head emoji. Mind blowing meme. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Eric Wareheim, his mind exploding. <laughs> can we, can we make this a thing? Can we like start when we're having conversations and we want to post a GIF? We, we just like have to say it the, like the, Darmok and Jalad. Yeah. We do the Patrick Stewart voice. <laughs> and we say, uh, you know, distracted boyfriend, his <laughs> eyes wandering. <laughs> I don't know if I can do a Patrick Stewart voice. Scumbag Steve. Neither can I, don't worry. Cocked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, you know the names <laughs> of all the memes? Well, some of them, the older, the older memes that check out have titles like Scumbag Steve, Overly Attached Girlfriend, Awkward Penguin. But those, those are, are like the first generation of memes, though. Those are those yeah. are advice animals. Yeah, advice animals are are like you know a more like elegant meme for more. Yeah, exactly. Yes, like Velociraptor and relevant. That kind of cu- culture of communication is very similar to the ring game, where all these memes have names and have an understanded an understood use case and you can sort of twist the meaning of them by using them in an unusual way and that's exactly how the ring game is played mm-hmm. that, yes. it feels sort of uh, idiomatic like yes definitely yeah absolutely interesting i believe i okay. am out of notes unless we want to talk about more crazy theories about brayden I, there'll be a lot of time to talk about crazy theories about Brayden, I think, Jeremy. The only other thing I wanted to bring up on this page is that we get a better sense of what Quoth's new outfits are like. Uh, and I appreciate those. I was little... right that they're green. Yeah, green, black, and burgundy. 
with silver workings on the cuff and collar that that gives me a much stronger picture of like what I should be looking for when I picture him and also like buttons buckles and endless layers also is also helpful in creating a picture in the mind's eye maybe I'll draw it maybe you will maybe I'd like to see a uh, like a quote dress up doll I don't know what it's called but it's like when you have the like character paper and doll. you have like the different outfits yeah like, like yeah a yeah paper but there's doll. like I know what a paper doll is, but like in in design and like visual design and character design, there's like a thing where you like have all their outfits laid out. You have like their like basically their paper doll, and then you copy that over and you change their outfits. Jared, Jordana, you might know more about what that is. I don't but... know the technical term for it. Isn't it a model sheet? Mm, I mean, maybe. I think there's a couple of different things that would fall under that description. Because there's there's an artist on Twitter whose name is Kevin Wada who is a Marvel uh, cover artist and kind of like costume designer. And something that he does is he posts like paper dolls of the X-Men and then basically says, now everyone go and like draw a different costume on them, like design a costume for this character. And then he like does a couple of examples, but he like publishes the the paper dolls so anyone can like copy them and use them. That's cool. Jordana, make it so. Do we have any uh, questions or comments in the chat, Jordana? Only one directed at Jeremy that I feel is is mildly relevant. Jeremy is like Eladin, but for memes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's not a question, it's a statement. Oh, yes. man. It's I got called out last night, too, for being, like, too extremely online. I was trying to, like, explain, like, the meme of the girl who is, like, starts reading a book, and then she drops the book, and then she becomes a bimbo. <laughs> like no one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> oh. Anyway, good, uh, we'll we'll learn more about all kinds of memes on tomorrow's page. Uh, the wind. wind.